1: Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else.
0: And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to Tell tell on the Pod.
1: pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about. And it's a comedy podcast about scary things. So think of it like um, Anne Hathaway is trying something new. She's kind of chewing the furniture. She's playing a dead corpse reanimated from the grave to get revenge on her husband. You know? I assume she is actually physically chewing the furniture in that. Oh yeah. That she's trying to get that that second best supporting actress nomination.
0: Um but. I hope everyone is um touching something cozy in fall right now, no matter where they are. I am that's under right. a TJ Maxx blanket that my father gave to me for Christmas one year. And oh, that's good. It's her it's Ladybird's favorite blanket, and when she sees it, she wags her tail. It's oh. officially
1: very cute. It- I'm always so fascinated and happy when dogs appreciate fabric. (laughs) I just assume they can't feel anything because they have fur. I know, but they can. I mean, of course, but...
0: Of course. It's a really crazy thing for me to think.
1: So, Anna, Um, it is the week of Halloween.
0: It is happening. It's finally here. We are relevant, baby. We are vulture.
1: We are, we are Vulture. Um... <laughs>
0: Dumb, duh, 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 no, shut up. No, don't say that, Anna.
1: No, I'm glad you did. I see, I, I think that's peak, I'm, that's peak comedy. When you take words and put them into an ad jingle, that's comedy. I hate to break it it's to everyone. It's
0: generally uh, comedy.
1: <laughs> um, But Anna, for a story to share today from Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gammel's Scary Stories Tell in the Dark series... I figured it would be best to return to our Stephen Gamble roots. Um, oh. Anna, I'm going to share the first scary story from the first scary stories tell in the dark book, which you and I recorded in 2017, I believe maybe 2018 <gasps> as an experiment wow. to see if this podcast would even work. It is called the big toe.
0: <gasps> that, I remember so much recording this. I'm very yes. happy to share it with all of you.
1: And uh, and we never released it to the to the masses, although it's probably on SoundCloud somewhere. But um, I figured we hadn't touched on this classic, and as it is the week of Halloween, it feels that um, this ultimate in the realm of scary stories should be shared.
0: Yes, agreed. Okay, it's it's terrifying, though.
1: It's very scary. I will, and just as a heads it's up, this so is an anti spoiler alert. I'm not going to do the jump scare at the end. So be, be at okay. peace, everybody. You're
0: going to describe what it says.
1: I will describe what it says because okay. podcasts are not the form for jump scares. That's just my belief.
0: It just, it peaks the audio. It's not right.
1: Peaks the audio. Not good for the earbuds. Okay. A boy was digging at the edge of the garden when he saw a big toe. He tried to pick it up, but it was stuck to something. So, He gave it a good hard jerk, and it came off in his Uh. hand. Then he heard something groan and scamper away. The boy took the toe into the kitchen and showed it to his mother. It looks nice and plump, she said. I'll put it in the soup, and we'll have it for supper. These people all have mercury poisoning. (laughs) What's going on? You can't be
0: growing in that soil.
1: No, (laughs) you- Parents, you need to step it up.
0: No, keep this is this feels like it takes place in the eighties. It feels like every Gen (laughs) Xer I know who's like, no one was watching us. I just assumed they were all
1: (laughs) pulling toes. Yeah, no one was yeah, if I brought in a toe, I mean we ate it for dinner. That's it was just just a different time. Um yeah, I is I in my head I always assumed it was the Great Depression because I was like, These people are so hungry, they'll eat a toe.
0: That feels right. They they all this is like someone you know where you're like, they look like they eat a toe.
1: <laughs> we all know someone who looks like they'd eat a toe. We know. It's
0: all the same guy. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that night, his father carved the toe into three pieces, and they each had a piece. Ugh. Then they did the dishes, and when it got dark, they went to bed. I always thought it was funny that- they had to add in the information that they did the dishes. I, I, it, it grounds it to me in a very special way. It
0: does. It's not, the story can rest for a moment. We're picturing them. I guess they have water, which is nice.
1: (laughs) Water without a toe, you know, the boy fell asleep almost at once, but in the middle of the night, a sound awakened him. It was something out in the street. It was a voice and it was calling to him. Where is my toe? It groaned. When the boy heard that, he got very scared, but he thought, It doesn't know where I am. It never will find me. Then he heard the voice once more, only now it was closer. Where is my toe? It groaned. The boy pulled the blankets over his head and closed his eyes. I'll go to sleep, he thought. When I wake up, it will be gone. But soon, he heard the back door open. And again, he heard the voice. Where is my toe? It groaned. Then, the boy heard footsteps move through the kitchen, Uh. into the dining room, into the living room, into the front hall. Okay, this house sounds nice. This this house is too nice for them to be eating a toe.
0: I don't understand why they're eating toes. You <laughs> have multiple rooms.
1: Are these foragers is this like a is the is the mom an influencer called this, like happy to be healthy?
0: It feels like some fruitarian nonsense. <laughs> some dumpster diving. I don't like these people. Yeah, they definitely are not vaccinated, but you oh, know,
1: deeply unvaccinated.
0: But the dad wears you know, reading glasses that are yeah. very small and sort of euro, and it's like you just told me you were bro- broke. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the dad's dad is like Mister Hasbro from the Hasbro company. You know, They're it's definitely.
0: Like- <laughs> these are definitely some lesser Bronfmans for <laughs> sure. <laughs> lesser
1: lesser Bronfmans is is very much my type.
0: People who are like sleeper rich, yeah. <laughs>
1: Then slowly they climbed the stairs. Okay, multi level.
0: What the hell? This is a mansion.
1: (laughs) This is also two people who've lived in New York for too long talking about houses.
0: Uh, They got stairs? (laughs) (laughs) Your door has two hinges? All right, Mr. Monopoly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With your plates. You don't cook your dinner in the dishwasher? This is insane. Closer and closer they came. Soon, they were in the upstairs hall. Now, they were outside his door. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. His door opened. Shaking with fear, he listened as the footsteps slowly moved through the dark towards his bed. Then, they stopped. Where is my toe? (gasps) the voice groaned and then we have a little note to the reader it says at this point pause then jump at the person next to you and shout you got it and Um, that is that's just your classic jump scare scary story
0: and that's simply the end
1: that is simply the end of it um this famously, as I know I've maybe mentioned before, uh, I told this story to my nephew, Owen, when he was too young. And um, I jumped at him when I said, you've got it. And as as any child would do when an adult authority figure jumps and yells at you in the midst of getting lost in a story, Owen did cry.
0: <laughs> no, you see, you forget that children are tender. Of course, if he was right, I was wrong. I think anyone listening to this right now would have also scared Owen. And you know what? Give, please call in if you'd scare Owen. Um, the number is whatever your phone number is. So just give us a call. And we'll talk about how you would scare
1: Owen. Oh, my God. Putting <laughs> Calling your own number to give advice is a full and a half mood.
0: The lines are open. Again, the number is your phone number.
1: <laughs> I also have to say, I missed an opportunity, Anna. The mom saying that we'll cook the toe and it's nice and plump is the, like, red banner ma'am.
0: No, I, it's, this is the mother of all ma'ams. She's this the grand is, ma'am.
1: This is the queen mum. you this know. This is the, the queen ma'am.
0: <laughs> the grand ma'am. um yeah this i did like letting you just go and read the story cuz you have such a good story voice um, oh, thank you very much. and you're such a good storyteller um I that. i'm i i kind of like waiting till the end almost especially for for a story this terrifying
1: i agree you know it's funny we there there are some drastically different bits of feedback that we get in reviews one of which yeah. is people who really don't like that we stop and start throughout the story Um, and then there are some people who really appreciate that, um, that like real time commentary. I think there's room for both. And I think you're right that when a story is truly terrifying, that is one where we should probably wait till the end. It,
0: I'm out of my mind with fear (laughs) because the toe they eat it. And then it, you yell at your friend and you scare Owen. I, you scare Owen. Um, and again, just give us a call. Uh, at your phone number if you would scare
1: your area code follow one seven numbers that comprise your number.
0: Five one six. Um <laughs> and you're a five six one.
1: That's true. That's all you'll get everybody.
0: That's all you'll get. Just a little bit of ankle. Um <laughs> yeah the mother saying cook it well it's nice and plump is mm-hmm. nasty and paints a picture. Again, like with all right. all of these scary stories to tell in the dark books you're in a time period that is somewhere between the 1700s in the woods of new England and like the 1950s. And you're sort of in a big Chevy overlooking the town. And then maybe you're like in the 1900s living in the frontier. It's all like, like there are cars and televisions, but it's the 1700s I think is like kind of the vibe.
1: Right. If you get sick, no one can help you, but also there's radios.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that moment of let's cook it as nice and plump very much feels
1: like, yes. I feel like they have a microwave. That Oh, you know they have a microwave. It's not a clean one, but they have one. Oh, there's the spaghetti sauce exploded on the ceiling of it.
0: <laughs> what do you call the roof of a microwave? Is it the ceiling? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anna, Anna, I don't know. I'm telling you it's the ceiling. that no Please. one has ever asked me that question before.
0: Everyone, please call in. Again, what, uh, is, what is the top... What's the roof is it called? the
1: ceiling of the microwave? <laughs> it's not called that, but why not? If you lived in the microwave, it would be, which sometimes I feel as though I do.
0: I, guys, I have to say my microwave broke um, a, wh- somewhere between two days and 100 years ago, but... <laughs> When the man told me it would be a week before we had a new microwave, it was like, I guess I will shower at the gym was my first thought. And it was like, no, not the shower.
1: <laughs>
0: like, I use it so much that I I just sort of haven't been eating here.
1: Anna, I, I also had a microwave experience between two days and 100 years ago. What happened? This has never happened to me in my entire life. And I've melted a lot of butter in the microwave. Uh, oh, but- God. I was melting a stick of butter in the microwave. How,
0: how long? How long? Thirty seconds. Okay. Do you cut it in half?
1: Um no, I did I, I did not. That's true. But but also okay. I don't usually. Um it was Got in the microwave in it. a bowl that I have melted butter in before.
0: I wasn't giving advice. I was just curious because I know oh, that you're a really good baker. Um,
1: Thank you. This yeah, this one I made chocolate chip cookies with pumpkin instead of eggs and they were fantastic <gasps> highly recommend if you have an Whoa. egg Damn. um but like 12 seconds in anna loudest noise i've ever heard in my life all of the butter is out of the bowl and on the entire interior of the microwave
0: <laughs> and sure no on the walls
1: on the walls on, oh, the floor. on the chaise? On the, <laughs> on the chaise I keep <laughs> in my the chaise.
0: That is the, the turntable, right? <laughs> yes. The, it's called the that's chaise. That's what it's called, yes. And the roof the is, of course, called the ceiling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in. And a very special in-studio music session from legendary mdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, (laughs) charging it up and listening through your app. Oh, what happened to your microwave? It just it just gave out. She
0: stopped working, and uh, mm. I'd put it in, and it would still be cold. And I'd put it back in for the same amount of time and take it out, and it was still cold. And I think I did that for like a day and a half. It was like <laughs> I I think I turned it inwards. I was like, it's my fault, and then I was like, it's Jason's fault um, because he is like a microwave DJ where he knows all the settings and like can boop the beeps until it makes the perfect hot oh, right. for whatever He's so it is. Good at that he like he'll change he'll be like what a what what power wattage you got i'm like i don't wow. know My, i pushed one button <laughs> so he like will change how hot the microwave gets um and i just thought he put it down real low to like slow cook a brisket or something i don't know what he <laughs> does i don't ask him questions about his personal <laughs> life and i just assumed he put it on like I guess like blow dryers have that cool shot. So I was like, Oh, it must oh, be like, yeah. that." <laughs> I am deeply stupid. Oh, but, Anna. uh, it wasn't the, ma- the magnet stopped working is what Jason said. And then the oh, man confirmed that the heating element stopped working. So really I could like sort of put things on display if I wanted to light a turntable, wow. but it won't heat anything.
1: It really is amazing. It really is amazing the parallels between your and Jason's relationship and mine and Chris's relationship because it's just a series of me haphazardly. Not, it's not that I'm breaking something. It's that something insane happens when I'm looking at it. Um, <laughs> yesterday, so Chris and I went to Yosemite Park last week, That's and my right. shoes were very dirty. So I was cleaning my shoes in the bathtub sitting mm-hmm. on the toilet as like sort of in a classic washerwoman stance. When all of a sudden something on the toilet seat was wrong. Something had happened. I was floating through time and space and oh. the toilet seat had removed itself from the toilet and I <gasps> could not, it was like I was a spider monkey being given a moderately complicated puzzle. Oh no. And I, those could are hard. Not, you have to like twist it a certain way. Yes, and it was like there were two – it was like the – it was the three parts of the toilet itself, the toilet seat, and the toilet cover, and I could get two but not the third one. It was infuriating. Chris did manage to fix it, um, but yeah, I'd love to learn how to fix something.
0: I don't know how to fix anything. I did replace the toilet seat one, night, one time so I know how to do it um, because oh. my mother works at a nursing home for retired nuns, right? and when one dies, she'll be like – you need a a, book, a bookcase? <laughs> um, And I am looking at the chest when we talked about the bride, the story of the woman getting trapped in the chest. That is from oh, a, yeah. a nun. Um, but one of them was, she called me and was like, need a toilet seat? One of the nuns died. And I was like, I don't want her toilet seat. She was like, no, don't be insane. We bought it for her, but she died before she could use it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Because <laughs> she wouldn't stop asking if I needed it. And I was like, I think you need me to need it. Anyway, the point is I can't heat up my toe until a couple more days. I don't know well, how we're going to heat up our toe.
1: Well, the, so this is, the, this is what's confusing to me. So the mom has the w- mental wherewithal to be like, hmm, toe meat, that's going to be tough meat. We got That has to be braised. So I'll put it in a soup. It'll be a slow right. cook situation. Right. Um, so she has the wherewithal to know the proper heat and heat conductivity material to cook a toe, to which point it would be edible.
0: Right, she has. I assume some potatoes, maybe some celery. Yeah, I don't know what they have. It, Andrew, what season do you think the story takes place in?
1: I mean, listen, I don't know much about gardening. I, I, wa- I want to because we are in the season of fall. To be putting it in fall. Um, I, I mean, I guess it would have to be fall or kind of early winter, which might yeah. explain the food shortage. Right. It feels like deep winter. It feels like
0: these people are yeah, are chilly. Oh, yes.
1: It's cold, and that's why he's that's why he's allowed to dig at the edge of the garden and the mom's not like, get out of there, you know?
0: Get out nothing's happening. The stakes are low.
1: Stakes are very low. Um, can we talk about this illustration, Anna?
0: Andrew, that's the only thing I'd like to talk about.
1: Okay. This is Elliot from E.T. Yes. But something's gone he has fluid in his brain. Something's gone wrong.
0: Something happened. He not okay. <laughs> He's not okay. Um, sorry, I'm just pulling it. Oh, out. I'm like... looking at the actual book. Sorry, that sounded like a brag. It's just Ooh. you know, sort of different. Have has one ever held a book? <laughs> um Yeah, okay. So the my issue with this kid, it, it does look like uh a grown man Benjamin Button situation.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. Because the those ear are is old an old man. man. Ears.
0: They're old man ears. The ears are north to south. They're massive. Um, and his face looks like he's been to war.
1: Yeah, he's seen some bad things.
0: Um, It's a little old man baby crouching, holding a
1: giant hoe. Yes, that is a hoe. But the angle at which the hoe is turned feels like, at what angle are you doing farm work, sir?
0: I don't know. I don't know farms, and I assume he does more. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's specifically a tool made for digging big toes out of the ground. (laughs) Also, I guess like who killed this person who's in the ground?
1: Very good point. One might assume that it is the previous owner of the house that the parents have killed, which is why they're not surprised that there's a toe.
0: But the toe is nice and plump. This is recent.
1: Oh, this is recent.
0: This, the story is about the least interesting part of the story. This is a prequel. Wow, this is this is like an origin story of whatever monster this thing
1: is. Yeah, he's not. I mean, here's uh, here's a, a uh, here's a brave take. This man was never dead. <gasps> he just liked the ground. the mo- The mom <laughs> and the dad are in the mob. They thought they they thought they whacked the guy. They buried him. He was not whacked. His toe got cut off, which woke him up. And gradually, he unearthed himself and then went to go get it back. This is good. I like
0: that you imagine. This is such a Rorschach. You imagine, like, the couple having sort of a fun mob time together. I pictured <laughs> that the mom was having an affair and just killed this man <laughs> because he was like, I'll tell your husband.
1: Ooh, I like that too.
0: Ladybird sniffing the book like it's a yummy treat.
1: Which, in some ways, it is.
0: It really is, Ladybird. Are hey, you good girl? I hope anyone heard those Ladybird Foley sounds. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's crouching down. He's looking at the toe and he looks upset. And he also has the face of like that I have when I find it uh, just a loose Oreo on a counter. Right. Where I know I'm going to eat it. But I don't like that. Maybe someone would see that.
1: That's Anna. The specificity of that is so correct because I know that face that I would make, too. And it is this face. It just sucks.
0: Also, this um, appears
1: to be a long painted toenail. Let's just say it.
0: The cuticles are pushed back. <laughs> Maybe they are dead. Maybe that's like it's rotting away. That's there's a possible. lot of... And the boy's hands, I think, are my least favorite.
1: Yeah. He's these been are, in something.
0: These are some sort of meaty, but like... He's got acrylics on. They are coffin-shaped, which is on theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Stephen Gamel roots coming off... And drips, sorry. Drips coming off of them. And the whole body is covered in roots and drips. And there's roots coming out of the ground. And there's a root or a drip coming out of the hoe.
1: There is. There's a little drip coming out of his butt.
0: There is a little drip coming out of his butt, which is fine because, you know, who hasn't been there? We all Um, know. It's pandemic. We all know. It's pandemic. Um, And there's three birds behind him or moths.
1: You're right. I didn't even notice that. I also think, yeah, the, the, the drips coming off his hands, the coloration of it, it, I don't know why my head immediately went to, I was like, that kid just put his hands in a dish of General So's chicken. Like, it, the <laughs> the type of drip is a sauce. That's a sauce.
0: It's very viscous. It is a sauce. I know. I feel like they just finished a big expensive meal that was like $90 on caviar. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we're like, whoa, we could cook this. Let's cook. <laughs> <laughs> this was like me in early pandemic where I was like, I'm going to cook all my meals and I'd cook something and it would yield like half a bowl. And I'd be like, okay, cool. And I'm going to like, order something.
1: the revelation of cook of what cooking spinach does was wild to me. I think I've only really had spinach <laughs> salads. I don't think I'd ever like really cooked down spinach. And I was like, Oh, well, a vagrant came in and ate all my spinach and I need to get a home security system.
0: That's just something that happens when he
1: cooks spinach. So one thing I will say just before we get to casting. So this story has its origins in a Mark Twain story that he would tell at like orations called the golden arm, which is the root for like a lot of these scary stories, which is typically you have eaten something or taken something from a dead person and they're coming back to get it. And it ends with them shouting, you've got it. And you startling an audience. Yes. Yes. Um, is I just that, to,
0: does he did? I just like to picture Mark Twain sort of doing that to a crowd of people.
1: I think that's, I would love, I, what do you, what do you imagine his voice was like? I think it was your voice, <laughs> but like I when am, you're doing
0: an old man character.
1: Yeah, so uh, His mustache yeah. muffles things slightly. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, I had to it's, say that just because I think history is important and, um, uh,
0: yeah, was there a remake of Golden Arm starring Elizabeth Olsen recently on like Apple TV or something and it was bad?
1: I was just a, it, what was it the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Was she Yes. Yes. That's
0: what it was. That is also based on that cuz the dead body part was replaced with the um brisket. That is <laughs> And we've brought it back to brisket, which is not and the now story. now
1: brisket. But um, we
0: we did get back on
1: track. Um, so sorry I, I interrupted our, our casting discussion but uh, <laughs> but no, who who good. are we thinking for the boy?
0: um it definitely feels like Jacob Tremblay, but he would say no nicely um, yes but uh, I'd say the youngest son Dewey for Malcolm in the middle. Oh but wow Dewey. I'm sure he's like an adult now, but if we could ask him, if he would then become a boy again, just for this, just for right. this. If,
1: if we could inject him with, again, a Benjamin Button serum or something, would he just, would he do it for the role? Some people gain weight for roles. Some people shave their heads. Some people have age loss serum.
0: He would gain smaller. <laughs> would you mind gaining less weight and also baby?
1: <laughs> Honestly, that is, if a doctor said that to me, I, I think I'd be so caught off guard. I'd be like, Sure. If they were like, can you gain less weight?
0: Be like, yeah, I can aim for that for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely can aim for less.
0: Sure. We could slow it down. Um, Andrew, who would you cast? Who's your boy?
1: I think I love uh, 2002 Dewey. I think that's a great choice. Jacob (laughs) Tremblay, of course. Um, I mean, here's another thing. Here's a different direction. If it were animated... Okay. I could very much see this character being voiced by Maria Bamford. <gasps> that's good.
0: Oh, I think she could play all the characters like in her <gasps> Maria Bamford show.
1: Oh, that's correct. That's I the correct I
0: definitely character. see her as her mother, as Maria Bamford's real mother playing this mother. Like, that I looks close. nice
1: and plump. I got Maria Bamford so funny.
0: Oh my God. We... You know, when people say, like, we don't deserve her, and it's usually like a teen on Twitter saying that about someone you've never heard of, and you're like, oh, they're (laughs) the best next big superstar. That is genuinely how I feel about Maria Bamford, that we've been greatly blessed.
1: I know. I could, I would listen to an audio version of her reading all these stories, by the way.
0: Oh, we got to make it happen. And if if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with her, please uh, go to Spotify and look up Ask Me About My New God, which is her favorite comedy album. My Favorite comedy album of hers, she's got shows on Netflix. If you go to her Instagram, um, she has episodes of Maria Bamford Show, which is just like a YouTube thing that she did years ago, which is very good,
1: incredibly funny. And also, um, uh, the line we said early on in our podcast about being specters from the attic is directly just taken from one of her stamp specials when she oh talks about God, being a late right. life bride. <laughs> that's right, she says. I was a late in life bride. When I walked down the aisle, the guest said, is that a specter from the attic? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Which is my favorite joke. Um,
0: yes. I think that's, oh, I think so nice. that's it, Anna.
1: I think it is. This is an audio experience. And Maria Bamford voices all the characters.
0: Yes. Big time. Oh boy. Um, We found it. I we do think the toe, it. the toe should be voiced by um, maybe Ellen. Oh, and you're yeah. like, are we going to address it? And it's like, no.
1: (laughs) And, and like your aunt will share it on Facebook and be like, everyone loves Ellen. And you'll be like, wow, Facebook is just a different world. People are at different levels. Yeah. We're all figuring it out. We're all figuring it out. Um, well, thank you, Anna, for letting me revisit this favorite story of mine.
0: Thank you so much for reading it to us. Um, what would you, Andrew? The, sort of a new pitch, but like, what would you say the moral of the story was?
1: Okay, I think the moral of the story is when you find a toe, step one is not to tug at it. Step one is to call some sort of authority. I don't really know exactly who you would call if you find a
0: toe. I, I think about this all the time because I spend a lot of time in the park. Um, I feel like I guess I would just call nine one one.
1: Yeah, um, they'd figure it out.
0: But really, I hope they do bring a, a a social worker with them to help talk to <laughs> the toe. True.
1: That's true. It, listen, um it's not up to us to figure out a plan, but we can identify when something's wrong.
0: You have to de-escalate with toes. Um I think yeah, I think the moral is like, you know, you're worth more. If you if you have multiple rooms in your house, don't need a toe. Um mm-hmm. and like Don't don't think that you're bad because not everyone thinks you're bad. Right. Um, It feels like it's about self-esteem to me. Oh, interesting. Like you don't have to be eating toes, so don't eat toes if no one's making you eat toe.
1: Yeah, that's that's how I feel. It's like when I'm putting soy sauce on just iceberg lettuce. It's like that's the same thing.
0: (laughs) Oh, Andrew, you don't have
1: to do that. That sounds nice, though. I mean, it could be worse. You got flavor. You got crunch. Yeah.
0: It's a nice (laughs) combo. It's nice for Iceberg.
1: (laughs) It's nice for Iceberg. Um, Um, Well, Anna, this has been a delight as always.
0: Yes. Um, Andrew, did anything scary happen to you this week?
1: Okay. Yes. I watched a movie that I had not seen before called The Changeling starring George C. Scott. Um, Very scary. A movie from 1980. Uh, Just a, a really excellent haunted house movie that kind of set a bar for me in terms of modern haunted house films. Like it's a serious haunted house movie. Um, It's kind of heartbreaking. He plays someone who's just lost his family. He moves into a big scary house Um, and there is something afoot and he's like solving the mystery of what it is. And I highly recommend that I will give no spoilers Um, but yeah, it's a really good, if you're someone who doesn't want to have their brain assaulted by scary things, but wants to live in a spooky, um, milieu, this is a really good one to rent this week.
0: Um, something scary that happened to me this week is also something to watch, which is a show called, um, the great American barbecue challenge. Oh yes. It is a classic 1950s Horror movie. No, it's just a barbecue show and it's not <laughs> scary. It's like Great British Bake Off where they were like nice to each other.
1: I know. Um, savory things. Do you watch it at all, Andrew? I've watched You're the first it? episode and I really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, it's very good. Um, I guess to say which contestant you like is sort of a spoiler because that lets you know who starts to win and be good. But mm-hmm. there is also a man named Grubbs who needs subtitles and doesn't have them. And he is great. Um, if you
1: get named grubs, that is the scary, that is the scariest thing that happened to you this week. That you He's real
0: Grubbs. great. Um, so if you want to watch something that's really gentle on the brain, and it's also a really well-structured reality show, which is just satisfying to watch.
1: I agree. It really moves. It
0: does. And this, the challenges are really hard. They have to cook raccoon and iguana.
1: I know. That's really I wild. I know where they got the raccoon. You can't get a farm raised raccoon, can you? Oh, I'm oh man. I
0: hesitate to think about the people who work on that show I had to source iguana. I hadn't thought of that. I
1: know. See, and all at know. the same
0: time, I, so I'm what, sure there must be like farmers where you can like get that. Or not farmers, what, but hunters.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. It, I, that makes sense for a raccoon. I don't know why this is the Florida jumping out of me. Where like when I hear iguana, I'm like, oh yeah, you can find iguana breeders. They'll sell you an iguana for food. I'll, I'll find you an iguana in two minutes. <laughs> I do feel like in Florida, it's really easy to find something to buy. Like if you need whatever
0: it is, you can find someone.
1: Well, there's a thing that happens in Florida when it gets too cold. Is you know, it's super cold when iguanas start falling out of trees, <laughs> and sometimes. Yes, I re- they will fall on you it has not happened to me oh, but it has no. happened to people i know they can seem you like imagine- hef-
0: they seem Anna, hefty can-
1: yeah can you imagine a full cold iguana falling on the back of your neck <laughs> i prayed for it every day of my life wow i love that well um listen. but there
0: there is a there is a scary moment uh in the show that is uh they roast a whole hog oh. and it's just a pig and Uh, one of the contestants decides they're going to cut the head off to roast it with the head off because of, I don't know, I don't know barbecue, but for some cooking reason, she's cooking it with the head off. And she was like, all right, here we go. And starts cutting it off with a saw. No. And then the person helping her had a, a, can only be described as a cross between a chainsaw and an electric knife. And, it's Netflix, so they didn't not show it and they didn't blur it. So and I couldn't watch. It was just like watching a person get decapitated, and yes. I think I became a vegan for about twenty minutes. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't. God, It's so crazy with like, uh, like fun reality show music playing in the background. It's so crazy. I mean,
1: I mean, I know that's the reality of it. Whenever we get like bacon on our burgers, it, gosh, no,
0: that's, that's where it comes from.
1: Oh, pigs. I'm sorry, pigs.
0: Anyway, we're sorry, pigs. So we've gotten to Pig Apology Corner. <laughs> yes,
1: thank you. That's our <laughs> new segment for... I mean, there's a lot to apologize to pigs for, so there's going to be a lot yes. of installments of this.
0: <laughs> um, You gotta. Well, Anna,
1: thank you again and again.
0: Andrew, thank you so much. Um, I hope you guys are having a good spooky time. Uh, there's a scary house in my neighborhood that decorates for Halloween every year that I think Ooh. I'm going to go and look at. I hope that you all are seeing fun Halloween decorations and just sort of distracting yourself from, uh, you know, stressful events that are coming that oh, I, boy. that I scare.
1: Yeah. Um, get, get that enjoyment. in now, you know, make all the pumpkin stuff you want to make. I bought too much pumpkin. I'm making pumpkin things <gasps> at the wazoo. Um, yes. And And uh,
0: please phone bank in Wazoo. It is a swing district.
1: Yes. Wazoo is very important. So yeah, vote, vote for not tyranny if you can. Um, And one last thing you can do for us. Get get out. out. Forever dog. Forever. Dog. This has been a forever dog production. (coughs) Scary stories to tell on the pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy
0: Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.